This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Hey, 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 everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Uncommon Christian Podcast. This is Michael back with you for episode number 40. Welcome back, guys. Hey, if you guys were tuning in uh, two episodes ago, uh, the the It's Been a While episode, I introduced a new format for the podcast. And so instead of posting every week, we will actually be posting every two weeks, so about twice a month. And I think it's just going to be even better because I can really dive deeper into different topics. And uh, we'll try to keep the series to about uh, two uh, episodes per month. And then the next month, we'll move into a new series as well. So I'm excited for the new format. I think it's going to be really good. Also, it's going to obviously create good time management for me as well, too. So uh, let's jump in. This month, we're doing a two-part series called Perspective. Okay, so it's called Perspective. And what we're going to do is we're just going to be talking about how to refocus um, ourselves, those of us who are followers of Christ, around a Christ-centered perspective. I don't know about you, but over the last 18 months or so, I've often found myself getting caught up like in the headlines that the world has produced. Seriously. I mean, every time I get on Facebook or even Instagram or uh, watching TV, and I happen to scroll past a news thing, I am seeing over and over again headlines. And so then my mind starts racing with all the different opinions that I have. And then maybe the emotional responses, either anger or laughter or sarcasm or just apathy, honestly. And I've allowed, I don't know about you, but I've found myself allowing those headlines to start dictating what I think and feel about people. I mean, just think about it. We've went through the global pandemic. We've talked about liberties, liberties versus uh, responsibilities, right? Uh, whether or not you should or should not wear a mask. Uh, how about this one? Pro-vaccination versus anti-vaccination, right? That's a really hot topic right now. Uh, racial injustices, protests and riots, right? President Biden versus President Trump, Republicans versus Democrats. I mean, you name it. It's constant headlines over and over again. And I think not just for me, but for a lot of Christians, for a lot of followers of Jesus, what that has resulted in from all of this is a lost perspective. I think many Christians, including myself from time to time, have shifted our viewpoints from Christ to the headlines. We've basically stopped viewing the world through a Christ-centered lens, and we're looking at it through a headline-centered lens. Now, Many people would say, and I have on occasion said, well, no, 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 the, my view is centered around Christ, and that has been what has shaped how I felt about certain things. But honestly, if I got down to the bare bottom of it, and if you did as well, you would find that not a lot of your views have been Christ-centered shape, but more self-centered shape, how you would feel about it. And so what we've done is we've allowed the headlines to start informing our faith and not allowing faith to inform the headlines. We've, we've looked at the world through the headlines and said, okay, that's how I should shape my faith, instead of saying, no, I'm looking at the world through a Christ-centered viewpoint, and that's what's going to shape how I believe and feel about these headlines. So 
in this month's episodes, uh, I want to just help myself and you refocus our perspective, okay? And so these next two episodes we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about uh, cone of certainty. So what does it mean to be certain? How do we define certainty um, in this era of our lives, in this season of our lives? What is belief versus conviction versus opinion? So we're going to talk through that. And then next episode, we're going to talk about ideology versus theology. What's the difference and which should inform which? Okay. So today we're talking about the cone of certainty. So imagine a cone. Okay. So like, like an ice cream cone, just think of an ice cream cone. Um, and the ice cream, it's divided up into three sections, okay? The cone is divided up in three sections. Now, the top part, if you flip the cone upside down, is we're going to imagine it's the smallest part of the cone, okay? And that section, the smallest part, is labeled beliefs, okay? Now, the middle section, which is going to be a little bit bigger, maybe, maybe medium size, we're going to label that section convictions, okay? So the smallest section of the cone, which is normally the bottom, but it's going to be the top this time, is belief. The middle section, which is medium size, is going to be convictions. And then the lowest section, which is normally the top section, but it's going to be the lowest section, which is the largest section, is labeled opinions, okay? So we have beliefs at the top of the cone. We have convictions in the middle of the cone. And then we have opinions at the bottom or the largest part of the cone, okay? So let's talk about, let's define each of these. So belief, a belief is an absolute trust or faith or confidence in something or someone, okay? So when you have a belief, you have an absolute faith and confidence or trust into something or someone, okay? Now, a conviction, which is different than a belief, is a strong belief in something, okay? So a belief is an absolute trust, faith, or confidence in something. Like you know, without a shadow of a doubt, this is it. A conviction is something that you know very strongly, that you have a strong uh, belief in, okay? And then a opinion is a belief stronger than an impression, but less stronger than a positive knowledge, okay? So an opinion is a uh, belief stronger than an impression, but less stronger than positive knowledge. So you, an opinion is something that you, you're like, yeah, I'm, I, I feel this about this way. But you don't really have either in-depth knowledge or in-depth uh, understanding of it to really form something else. So it just really lives as a opinion, okay? So let me give you a couple examples of these. This is me personally, okay? This may not be you, but this is me personally. So for a belief, which is the highest level of certainty, this is something you absolutely have faith, trust, and confidence in. Where I would put in that is, obviously, I think number one would be Jesus, right? I have absolutely, have absolute faith, confidence, and trust that Jesus is who he says he is, that he's real, that he's the son of God, that he came uh, in the form of a baby through the virgin birth of Mary, that he spent 33 
33 years of his life ministering to people, helping them trying to see this new way of living for God. Then he died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. He rose in three days, and now he's with the Father. And that if I give my life to him, if I accept uh, what he did for me, and I live according to his ways, then um, someday when I take my last breath on earth— or if he comes back before then, uh, I will be with him in eternity, right? So I have absolute faith, trust, and confidence in that belief, right? Another thing I would probably put in the top level of the cone of certainty of beliefs is my marriage. I believe God created marriage to be between a man and a woman, biblically defined as we saw with Adam and Eve, as Jesus mentions in the New Testament. I absolutely believe that God wanted marriage to take place because it's a picture of how much uh, Christ loved the church. That's what marriage is. It shows uh, this picture of God and people together. And so that's what comes in the form of marriage. So I absolutely have strong beliefs about marriage and how it should be uh, as far as how God ordained it to be. So those would be like the two things I would absolutely put in beliefs. There are not... much other things that I would not many other things I would put in the beliefs I mean I could probably name a few but those would be absolutes that I would put there okay now as far as conviction I remember a conviction is a strong belief in something like something in you has really shown you and you've done the research or you have seen the evidence and so you strongly believe this now the thing about convictions is what's different from a conviction and the than a belief is a conviction can change. New evidence is presented, new uh, thought process presented, you've done more research, and maybe your convictions are starting to change over time, right? And so for me, like a conviction I have is that healthy things grow. I mean, if you're in church or you're in leadership, you've probably heard the statement before, healthy things grow. I am strongly convicted that healthy things grow. If you are not healthy, it's hard to grow. Now, Is there a possibility that unhealthy things grow? Absolutely, because, you know, just like fungi, just like bad bacteria, those things can grow too. But I think healthy things grow. If something is healthy, it should be growing, okay? Also, I think another conviction I have is dual household parenting. I came from a single-parent home. I know the struggles um, and the hardships that come from single-parented homes. I'm not saying that every single-parent Uh, is horrible and bad and can't do their parenting job? Absolutely not. My mom was a single parent. She did a great job with the best she could. But I have a strong conviction that kids should be raised in dual parent homes, mom and dad. And there's something powerful about that. Um, It gives a kid a better chance to, to grow and to do the things God wants them to do. Can they do it in a single parent home? Absolutely. I'm an example of that. But I do think something about a dual parent home because it's the way God designed it can do great things. And so that those are convictions. Now, I could be convinced with strong evidence and strong research otherwise, but in my experience, in my research and what I've seen and heard and learned from, those are strongly held convictions, but they're not beliefs because they can change, okay? Then the next thing is an opinion. Now, remember, uh, an opinion is a, a belief that is stronger than an impression, which basically means you have a little knowledge of it, but it's less stronger than positive knowledge, which means you haven't done much research. You don't 
fully know. Uh, and so you have an opinion. So I'll give you some opinions that I have. Harry Potter is okay for kids. I think that's an opinion. Some other people would disagree. Some parents would disagree with me. My kids and I and my wife, we love Harry Potter. And so every Thanksgiving, we watch Harry Potter. It's a family tradition because we th- we have educated our kids that this is fake and that magic's not real, but it's fun. So Harry Potter is okay for kids. But that's an opinion. I hold that very loosely. Somebody could convince me otherwise. How about this? Chick-fil-A is the best. Um, that might be moved up to a conviction, but it's an opinion. I think Chick-fil-A is the best chicken around uh, as far as fast food chicken. I mean, you're going to get a different chicken and you go to gourmet. I mean, Crack Shack is amazing, uh, but uh, Chick-fil-A is a good chicken. It's an opinion, right? You don't have to agree. How about this one? Republicans and Democrats are both wrong. Okay, I'll say that again. Republicans and Democrats are both wrong. I have the opinion that the moderate way is the best way, that if you can find equal ground on each political side, you actually might get much further. But that's an opinion. I could be convinced the other way, too. And so what I'm saying is with opinions, I hold those very loosely, more loosely than I hold convictions and way more loosely than I hold beliefs. I hold beliefs very tightly. I hold convictions very strongly and I hold opinions very loosely because opinions are just that. They're just opinions. And here's maybe a better way of putting it. Beliefs should be things that we are absolutely certain about. Things that, man, it's going to take a God-sized miracle to change. That's where our belief should be, right? Convictions should be things we are fairly certain about. Those are things that, man, we've done the research, we've heard the experts, we've we've done our own research and not just trusted, you know, Facebook research, and we've said, okay, this is how, what I believe. And so I'm holding on to that strongly, but not super tightly, okay? And then opinions should be things we are not certain about, Okay. I am not certain that Chick-fil-A is the greatest chicken on the earth. I think it is, but that's just an opinion. I haven't done the research. I haven't gone around and asked everybody I've ever found and talked to to see if Chick-fil-A is the best. Actually, I could tell you one friend of mine who think it's not the best. So it's an opinion that I hold very loosely. All opinions should be held loosely because you never know when you might be presented evidence or research or a different perspective that could potentially change your mind. Beliefs are held super tightly. Convictions are held strongly. Opinions are held loosely. Now, here's the problem. Here's what we've done. We've mistaken opinions for beliefs. Let me say that again. We've mistaken opinions for beliefs. Things that are opinions, we've moved all the way up the cone of certainty into beliefs. We've said, no, 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 this is how it should be. I strongly believe this. I am absolutely certain about this. But yet we don't have the research. We don't have the perspective. We don't have the experience to really put those things in the beliefs category. But we've put them there. I love how Kerry Newhoff says, he said this, we live in an age of opinions that are strongly held and weakly formed. We live in an age of opinions that are strongly held and weakly formed. Most of us, including myself, have opinions that we hold so tightly that we put up in the belief categories, but they were formed very weakly. They don't have the research, the experience, or the perspective to be held that high, but yet we do. We've formed opinions based on biased news sources, right? Uh, if we lean to the right, we get our news sources from 
right-leaning media sources. If we lean to the left, we get our news sources from uh, left-leaning media sources. If we lean another way, we get our media sources to from the sources that we like. Um, it's called the echo chamber, if you've ever heard that term. Basically, we only listen to the things that affirm our opinions. Those are the only things we actually listen and read are the things that affirm our opinion, right? And so that's what we do. We form our opinions based on biased news sources, second to fourth hand information, basically meaning we heard it from our cousins, aunts, grandmas, uncles, veterinarians, friend. That's where we got our news from, right? Um, or we, we see it on social media posts and we're like, oh, yeah. That's it. That's what I'm going to believe. Or comment section. We get into the comment section and we start reading different comments and we form our opinions based on that. And so what we've done is we've held on to those opinions so tightly that we've moved them from opinions to beliefs faster than we had the chance to test or or prove those opinions. We didn't do the work. We just said, you know, that's it. I'm moving it up there and it's going to be a belief and not an opinion. Now, Rusty George, who's the lead pastor at Real Life Church in Santa Clarita, California, who's been on this podcast before, who has his own podcast called Leading Simple, he said this. He said, we've allowed our ideology to become our theology. And remember, in our next episode, we're going to talk about that. We're going to dive deeper into what that means. But on the very surface, we've let the things we've thought become the things we believe. We've let the things we've thought become the things we believe instead of allowing our faith and the Bible to inform what we think and believe. We've allowed the things that we've seen very secondhandedly become the things we believe. We've allowed what we think should happen to define what we think about God. That's what that basically means. We've allowed what we think should be happening to define how we think about God. But here are the realities, and here's where I want to help you refocus, is that there are very few things we should be absolutely certain about. There are very few things. There is not a lot that should live up in the highest part of that cone of certainty. God, your marriage, your kids, and maybe how you, you know, live your life. No, not maybe. Absolutely. The very few things that should live up in that cone of certainty. And there are, very, there are a number of things that should be fairly certain, your convictions. There are a number of things you can have strongly held convictions about, absolutely. And there's going to be an endless list of things that we are not certain about. They're going to be, we're going to have endless amounts of opinions. You have an opinion about the way a hotel smells. You have an opinion about a rental car agency. You have an opinion about how the flight should be uh, run. You have an opinion about how your college football team should be ran. You have an opinion about how loud the music should be at church. You have an opinion about how much the bread should cost at the store. We all have opinions, and that's fine to have an opinion. But do not let that opinion dictate your faith. Let your faith dictate your opinion, okay? So here are three things I just want to give you, three application things that I think you can do to help recenter your perspective from a cone of certainty. Number one, don't compromise your beliefs, okay? Let me say it again. Do not compromise your beliefs. The things that you have at the top level of that cone of certainty, your beliefs on God, family, faith, that should all not be compromised. You stick to it to the very end, till you take your last breath. 
Do not compromise your faith. Don't let a headline inform your faith. That's compromising your faith. If you look at something and say, you know what, I'm going to go that way, and that feels, seems, is opposite of what the Bible tells you to go, you've compromised your faith. Faith. Do not compromise your faith, okay? Here's another thing. Continue to lean into your convictions, okay? Continue to lean into your convictions. Remember, beliefs are tightly held. Convictions are strongly held with room for really good evidence to be brought against them. So if you have a conviction, you can hold those very uh, strongly, but always leave just a little bit of room for your mind to be changed. I had a conversation about a certain podcast with a friend, um, and he gave me a really good perspective to think about. And now my convictions about whether or not I should be listening to this podcast are beginning to change just slightly. I'm still working through it. I'm still praying on it. I'm still doing the research. But his perspective really opened my eyes to that. And so, yeah, that conviction is starting to change a little bit. So continue to lean into them. Continue to evaluate them based off of faith and good perspective. And here's the other thing. Last thing, okay? Don't quit, lose, or give up anything over your opinions. Don't quit, lose, or give up anything over your opinions. Can I just tell you, opinions are just that opinions they're loosely held they're they're right above uh an impression but not enough of positive knowledge okay always hold your opinions with open hands always hold an opinion with open hands i promise you you'll save more friendships you'll save more relationships you'll have less arguments in your marriage and your faith will grow stronger when your opinions are really informed by your faith and not the other way around, okay? So don't compromise your beliefs. Continue to lean into your convictions and don't quit, lose, or give up anything over your opinions. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. And if this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and uh, subscribe and rate this podcast, a positive review. Leave a positive review on this podcast, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast shows. Because that helps this show reach more people. And that's what it's all about. You guys know what I say. This is not about fame or popularity. This is all about, this podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.